Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. Echo is a group of people in Cincinnati, Ohio, who love Jesus, love hanging out, and are navigating the ups and downs of our faith together. We're glad you're here. We're now in our series called Journey of the Redeemed. It's a study in the book of Luke, and as we explore the life of Jesus, we also examine our own journeys shaped by him. one moment for these young people to be standing there enjoying a beautiful day along the coast and the next second to plunge into the rocks below. And I have to warn you, I gasped when I first saw this video. It is very difficult to watch. In a second, a dream of a day on the golden coast of Malibu turned to horror as a deck crowded with young people collapsed, dropping them 15 feet into the jagged rocks below. Uh, yeah, we were just chilling. It's a birthday party and uh, you know, the back deck and probably like 10 people on the back deck and we heard a crack. And I literally saw all of my best friends and my girlfriend fall 15 feet to the rocks into a pile of people and shattered glass and splintered wood. Yellow pillows, dots among the remains. A massive response rushed to the home along the Pacific Coast Highway just after 5 p.m., triaging and treating patients on the sidewalk. Four were sent to local hospitals, five others treated on scene. Emotional and some clearly physically hurt, stunned guests filled the street along with first responders. It could have been a lot worse, but... Firefighters told us it appeared the deck was overcrowded and they have now deemed the home unsafe to occupy. We've got a lot of metaphors in our scripture today. They all involve some wood. And so therefore, I contacted our local carpenter, Rob. And I said, Rob, I need a good story. I need you to tell me about a building fail, right? Like something that's not working right. And so Rob gave me this fascinating illustration. And then I was like, is this, is this like we were talking about? And he's like, yep. So I wanted you to see the video because that helps. I'm a visual learner. So Rob says that the classic way of attaching a deck to a house is that you would use a ledger board. So we have a slide number one so that I could learn what a ledger board was. That's not Rob, but just found a little Google photo. So the board is being attached with bolts to the house. Okay, then slide number two, we're going to look at under the deck. You can see then the decking is attached to the board, right? It's attaching it to the house. Now, he said that seemed fine, except for sometime, maybe in the early 2000s, he was researching and said, like, the accident that you saw on screen started to happen. When people go and you're like, I want to see, I'm not going to hang out on the close back to the deck near the house. I'm going to see the view, right? I'm going to walk to the edge. And when all those people kept crowding at the end of the deck, it would collapse. It would just, it would collapse. There was no, there was, there was not enough support. And so because of that, the deck was pulling away from the framing of the ledger board, ruining the party, as Rob said. And that is where the... A solution came in. Slide number four here is a ledger bracket, a deck tension tie. That is the words. And so what this does, you can skip to the next slide too, and you can see how it's attached between, you attach it from the framing of the house into the framing of the deck. And I think we have one more image here of how that might look. Hopefully you can visualize how this is working. So in this part, once the deck is attached 
more securely like this. Then Rob was knowing that you're actually using the strength of the foundation to support the whole deck. Does that make sense? I learned new things today. So you saw a problem, found wreckage, figured out a solution. That seems pretty logical, right? We're going, you're going to find out pretty soon why this story connects to our scripture today. We're in our series, Journey of the Redeemed, looking at the life of Jesus. And we have been several weeks into one particular sermon of Jesus. And we're breaking it down because there's a lot in that one sermon. I mean, a lot, very deep, a lot of challenges and so we've, we've talked about our identity and God and how we had blessings and woes and what God sees in, inside of us is different than what the world sees and our identity is found in him. And last week, we talked about very difficult challenge to show mercy even to those who mistreat us, to those who hate us. And that, is, that was a very hard challenge. And now we're going to end with a little bit of a little bit of lighter on a lighter note. Jesus had a little twinkle in his eye. I think he, he liked some humor and a good sermon, just like anybody else. And now, if we find these metaphors a little quirky or amusing, that was the point. Jesus is using metaphors that are going to stick in people's minds, but they have a deeper point. We're going to be finishing out Luke chapter 6 today. Let me read for you beginning in verse 39. Jesus also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take that speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So our section one with our first metaphor is our our application is to check your blind spots. So right now, when Jesus began by saying, like, can the blind lead the blind and you're going to be like the teachers that you follow? Might be throwing a little shade here. Because who had we been talking about were leading the people? Who were the teachers of this day? The religious teachers, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees. And let's recap what we've learned about them. We've learned that they were very focused on the how of worship, right? They wanted to get it all right. And they wanted to make sure that they were the authority telling everyone else how to worship, how to come before God and who God is. They've got all the knowledge. And what Jesus was saying was, but you're forgetting The why. You're forgetting that you're supposed to spread God's love. The Pharisees were very concerned, like, okay, we're going to be good Jewish people because Israel's going to be this set-apart nation. However, however, they were like, "Let's let's be great and we'll be over here. Let's be separate from everybody else. Where God was like, I want you to be holy and special as a nation because I want you to go to other people. I want you to be a light to the world to draw them in too. They were being very separatist, narrowing in God's grace. And Jesus is like, we're pushing outward, guys. We're the example. We're pushing out into the world. And so Jesus is here saying, you know, if you're following these religious leaders, and if they haven't checked their own blind spots, then you're just going to follow right after them, going to end up in a pit. And Jesus wanted them to follow his way. And then 
We've got our first wooden example here. Looking for dust with a, with a log, with a big giant thing sticking out of your eye. Like that's just, it's ridiculous visual. It's a caricature. It's a cartoon. And Jesus wants you to see like, that's silly. But he wanted everybody to have this visual to say, look, if you were going to lead and all of us are called to lead by our example, then you've got to look internally first. Figure out what you've got going on. Make sure you're in the right. And then, then you're able to help out other people. He didn't say it was wrong to go help someone who had something in their eye. If you have a tiny piece of dirt or an eyelash in your eye, that feels horrible. It's not comfortable. You still want somebody to help you figure it out. But Jesus was saying, look, the best way you can go help others and is to check in on yourself first and make sure you're doing well. Make sure you don't have anything distracting you. So then in the end, the goal is you remove what's in your eye and then you can see to help someone else remove what's in theirs. Now this commentary I was studying this week, several different ones, and I was realizing, I don't know, for the first time, maybe it was a reminder to be like, okay, I always read like, okay, there's the teachers, and then here is the log and the spec, but they're really connected to say like, if these leaders, if people are leading you and you're choosing a leader, then we're looking at, are they helping you? Do they have their own blind spots? It's just a good calling to say like, the teaching and the student is still connected in this, in this way. And again, I don't want us to get caught up in saying, well, I don't have the title pastor. I'm not, I'm not labeled a teacher here back in echo kids, but that's not what we're saying. We're saying that all of us called as Jesus followers, we are modeling Jesus with our lives. If we say we're Christians, we're believers in Jesus, people will see us. We are being role models and teachers with, even when we don't own that title. So it makes a difference. It's a calling for all of us to look internally to say, Hey, time for a checkup. How am I doing? Are there blind spots in my life? And maybe we ask one another. That's the great thing about living in community. It's so much easier for me to go and say, I'm struggling and I can't figure out why. Sometimes I don't see my own issues but it's helpful to be in relationship with other people who can lovingly come alongside you and be like, yeah, here's, here's kind of what I'm seeing. And then you can figure that out. And so that you go on and to lead. And that's why we ask for you all to pray for Shantae, pray for Dylan. And for me, pray for Eric and Steve, as we lead echo, pray for us to keep self-evaluating, keep checking in and say to God's spirit, What's going on in our hearts? Are there any blind spots that are preventing us from leading well? Because we want to lead Echo in a direction that keeps following Jesus. But we all have to check back in, right? You all have to, sometimes when you're headed out on a journey, you've got to check back in on the map. And it's good for everyone to do. And I pray that you all would keep us in prayer and keep caring about us as leaders so that we may lead well. Let's head to our second illustration. Some more wood here. Verse 43 of Luke chapter 6 says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People don't pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things stored up out of his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. 
for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So this second section is about checking your heart. We've, we've checked our blind spots. Now let's check out our heart. Now I love when I learn that there's some hidden poetry or hidden something in the original language, because I'm a word person, kind of like it. And so in the Greek, there, there's kind of a rhymingness to these first I'm not going to pronounce it well. So there's no hyphens or italics in the original language, but they're trying to emphasize, you can see the rhyming, dendron, calon, poion. So it's like Jesus is doing a little tongue twister between the two. So again, he's using different fun things to get people's attention, all right? So we just read it as good tree, bad fruit. But I love this. Like Jesus is really trying to like get, draw people in. I don't do tongue twisters well, but that would certainly get your attention if I tried. Now, a good tree here, good, in this way means solid. It's beautiful, right? It's, it's healthy. And a bad tree would be one that it's not doing well. You need to care for it. There's some rotten fruit. And Jesus is noting here that if you follow him, if your heart is following after him, and if you... That should be apparent on your outside. So if I were to try to say I follow Jesus, but then I'm acting a fool, well, then that's just like trying to tie grapes on a thorn bush. Jesus is saying, if we're following him, it's going to be evident, right? And if you are in a situation where you're like, the words coming out of my mouth, that didn't sound like me the other day. You know, have you ever done that? You kind of go back and reflect and you're like, what was... What was going on there? So it's a nice time to check back in. Check back in internally and say, like, if this is coming out of my mouth, if something's going on that's not like me, then what am I putting my true trust in? Is there some fear in there? Is there not, it's not true following after God in my heart because something is coming externally? So in all of these external metaphors, it's about that challenge, right, to look inside. And finally, We have our final one that relates to our deck illustration from this morning. Verse 46. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When a flood came, torrent struck that house but could not shake it. Because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Okay, Jesus' description here of this, this flash flood, it can happen in the geography of where Israel was laid out. We visited the area and saw the plains and There was just land that's so dry there. And as soon as like a lot of rain hits, it can cause flash flooding. In fact, there's a person that was, who lives over in Israel who noted that they were trying to travel to the Dead Sea to have a little vacation. And they said, when winter arrives, uh, suddenly without warning, there's some downpours that can take out the roads. But if you know, this is a possibility wherever you're living now, you're choosing a house accordingly. 
or if you're building something. So this just seems like a logical explanation. In fact, if you look in some of your scriptures, there's heading and they call this the wise and the foolish builder, because who would be foolish enough to not lay a foundation, to not have um, a firm structure, a, a way to hold things up. And Jesus is noting that if you believe in God, then you may not always get it right, but you're building on a good foundation, right? And, and our goal is to keep moving forward, is to keep building. And if we're building on Jesus's foundation, then that is going to be a structure that lasts. Rob described this deck example. And so when the, when the builders started to see the pattern of the deck collapsing, then someone created a solution. So it's foolish to look at Jesus and realize he is, he's the solution. But to keep being, to be interested in him, but to not live it out. So Jesus, what I feel like, I feel in this metaphor, I always loved it as a kid. Because we had that little song. Did anybody ever know the song? About the wise man built his house. About Garrett singing it throughout this whole illustration here. I should have had you guys lead that. Maybe, maybe we can do that at the end, our ending song. We can sing about the wise and the foolish builders. But that's a, it's a way we tell kids, right? And we have hand motions and songs. And it's like we try to teach this from an early age. And that was always fun to think of like, that's so silly. Like, that house went splat. And it's like... It's this metaphor that's always been in my mind. And I just love that because Jesus is trying to say, look, these things are important. Building your life on me. And if you could just say it, but he was trying to just give them a visual to be like, what I want from you is strength. What I want for you is security. When you know where you're living, that's a secure feeling. When you have a place to call home and when you... When you get to, to know that you can go back to that place every night and you know you're safe and secure, it's a good feeling. And Jesus is like, that is what I want from you. Yes, I'm asking you to do some hard things, but I promise you, you'll be safe and in my love. I promise that I'm not going to leave you. And I promise that you're going to build a more beautiful and functional structure in your life. That's what your life will be. That's what he wants for us. He's like, I'm going to, I'm saying some hard things here, but I want it for you because he knows how he made us. He knows how our lives can be and he wants us to live it out. So these, these metaphors, this poetry, this tongue twisters, they were all to end a sermon that we have been talking about. And if you've been with us the last few weeks, we could see that Jesus was trying to just build on this idea of looking internally. Like, where is your identity? And, and how are you showing mercy? And those are some hard things. And so Jesus is like, just check in. Do a little three-point checkup here. Check your blind spots. Check your heart. Check your foundation. But I appreciate this summary. Because although this sounds like, oh, that's fun. He's like making some word pictures here. But he's, Jesus is really challenging the culture of the day. Because people in his culture were valuing wealth. And they were about putting their identity in that. They were valuing hatred and separation toward people who mistreated them. And Jesus said last week, love your enemies. 
And here today, people, they valued looking good. They valued having authority. But Jesus was like, look at the heart. I want to know your heart is right. I want you to live out what you say you believe in me. Don't just put on a label. Don't just say you're part of that church. Be who you are. Follow me. And so Jesus' words, I feel like that's still countercultural today. Because there's a lot of us who could quickly think of some people who call themselves followers of Jesus, but don't always live it out. And it's hard. It frustrates me because I'm like, stop making us all look bad. But I think if we look closely, we'll see a lot more good in the world. We'll see lots of people who humbly live out their faith, who are confident in their identity as God's child who are caring sacrificially for others, who are loving even their enemies. I think we see it if we look closely. But those don't always get the headlines, right? But that's our challenge today, is to be those people, to check in and say, those role models that I wanted in my life, and maybe you had them and maybe you didn't. I was frustrated the other day because I was like, but I didn't have that kind of the mentoring that I wanted and My lovely wise husband said, that's fine. You got to be that for somebody else. We got to be that. We got to be that. Whether we had that or not, you know, we're going to be called to lead. That's that's our commission. So it's commissioning Shantae, setting her apart for ministry. That's something we do in order to, you know, encourage her and say, we believe in your leadership. But what Jesus is saying here is to saying, if you follow after me, this is what your life needs to look like. That's a commission for all of us. We are all called to go out. That's our motivation for checking in ourselves, for seeing that we're living what we believe, for not being hypocritical. And so how on this journey, we've been asking ourselves every week, on this journey, how do we live as followers, the redeemed people of God? And we have the slide up here. Sorry, I've skipped around. But my final slide is, how do we live this way? We check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. I had to sing some Ice Cube. I'm sorry, it was in my head. That's my song that was in my head this week. But it's true, we don't want to wreck. We don't want to be the house that's crashing. We need to check ourselves. That's okay. That's what we need to do, right? We've had all of these challenging things. Let's look at one another and just say, what's the purpose? The reason why we continually evaluate ourselves. It's not just to be like better for me. That's a good thing. Each of us are good and want to be the best we can be. But it's Jesus is like, I want you to take a step further. And I want you to evaluate your heart. Check for your blind spots. Keep building on foundation that I built in order to go out and to shine my light to others. So we do all of these things. We do the internal work in order to be ministers out in the world for him. That is our calling. That is our commission. And so Jesus wrapped up his sermon, and I'll wrap up this one. Check ourselves this week in order to go and live and share his light with the world. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for fun pictures and fun little ways to remember building our lives on you, Lord. And although we can 
have tongue twisters and we can see ridiculous things like dust versus planks. It's, we thank you for the ways that you help us to remember your truth and you give us these little ways and these fun pictures so that we won't forget because your truth is great. The truth that you offer a life of love and of sacrifice. And that's how you want us to imitate you, Lord. Help us to remember your sacrificial love and to live that out as we represent you in this world. Thank you for commissioning us, for believing that we can represent you. Thank you. You trust us to be out in the world living out your name. Help us to do that well. We thank you for your spirit that's always with us, that helps us check in. Thank you for never leaving us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for the gift of your attention today. If you ever want to join Echo Church in person, we meet on Sundays at 1030 a.m. You'll find us at 1301 East McMillan Street. That's in the Walnut Hills neighborhood of Cincinnati, Ohio, just up the street from our city's beautiful Eden Park. Find out more about us on our website, echochurch.org. Have a great week.